Huge here. I want to thank you for jumping on our podcast. Spread the word. Just tell everybody to search The Huge Show wherever they download podcasts. And also, get ready for the Super Bowl. Get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code HUGE. Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. And Chris, I'll get your thoughts on the hoops win in a moment, but... Uh, with J.J. gone and this uh, list pouring out from Ann Arbor of guys leaving the program for the NFL, does that mean Harbaugh is done? Well, I think there's a possibility, and he is interviewing with the Los Angeles Chargers today, as uh, has been reported. And uh, The more interesting thing to me is reading some of these articles, the, the general manager candidates that they are interviewing all have ties to Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Brandon Brown from uh, the New York Giants, he's got a history with him, and then a guy from the Ravens and another guy that he knew knew from the Bears. So uh, it certainly seems like they have their eyes set on somebody that maybe Jim knows and would be comfortable with, which makes you assume that maybe that Harbaugh is their guy. Now, are they they're notoriously cheap, so are they going to match what Michigan is going to pay, which is going to be 11 or $12 million a year, or would they even have to? Is this something that Jim Harbaugh would take a pay cut for to chase the Lombardi Trophy because, as we've said many, many times, Bill, this is an itch that he wants to scratch and he wants to be a Super Bowl champion too. So I think it's uh, definitely a possibility. I don't think it's a done deal or anything. And as we know from past experience, there's still an interview that he's got to pass and and, uh, and, and perform well in. And that didn't happen in Minneapolis for the Vikings a couple of years ago. But this could be the right situation given that he's got ties to the coast and it would be probably a pretty comfortable move for them, I would imagine. To me, from the outside looking in with no inside sources on this, it feels like the Chargers or the Raiders if he's leaving Michigan, correct? Yeah, I think so. I, I believe that. And I think that Pierce is going to stay with, uh, and we keep hearing that Pierce is going to stay, Antonio Pierce is going to stay with the Raiders and their interim coach that he's beloved in the locker room and that whoever came in after that would be set up to fail, kind of like Josh McDaniels was, because they wanted to keep their former interim coach, and uh, and they love him there, and he showed he showed some progress. And so, But um, to me, uh, I, a lot of people think it's the Chargers or bust at this point. A lot of people with direct knowledge, and, uh, and it just has to work out for him. And if it does, then maybe he'll go. And the better question then is who does he take with him and who's the next guy? And we've said many times Sharon Moore uh, would very, very, very likely be announced almost immediately after Harbaugh left. And, in fact, it was being framed that way to recruits when they were recruiting. And they were on campus saying that, you know what, don't worry about it. We're going to have continuity here. Sharon will be the guy if it's not Jim. And, of course, they all hope it's Jim. But um, if not, then, you know, as Santa Ono, the president, told me on the field after the game, Michigan, will, the Michigan tradition will continue to go and the program will keep going strong. And, you know, all this talk about all these guys leaving and very few people talking about what's coming back. You've got four Four first-round picks probably coming back uh, on defense alone. If you look at Will Johnson, the two defensive tackles, and Mason Graham and and Kenneth Grant, and then uh, potentially Rod Moore. I don't think Moore will be, but he could be. And we reported last night that he's coming back. That's huge. That secondary is going to be really strong. The linebackers are going to have to get one probably in the portal and a cornerback. But this is going to be another team that's going to be outstanding defensively, and they got plenty of talent on offense too. So we'll see where it goes, Bill. But I think a lot of Michigan fans are saying, hey, Jim, if you want to go, we wish you well. You accomplished what we hoped you would here. Three straight Big Ten titles, three straight wins over Ohio State, and a national championship. Chris Ballas from the Wolverines.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line talking 
Michigan's postseason, which is underway after winning the title uh, less than a week ago. That seems like it was like three weeks ago when they won the right. championship or a month ago. It was, that was a, a long but quick week in a crazy way. So what are the surprises? I know J.J. is the lightning rod. on. He's done – I did see him projected top 10 in one of the CBS Sports uh, mock drafts. Uh, anybody else who left that caught your attention like, wow, I didn't expect that? No, and that's the crazy part about this. You know, even before it, the season started, all these guys said, you know, this is unfinished business. This is our mission to win it all. And you've got guys that could have come back and maybe would have come back had they not won at all. I would imagine that J.J. McCarthy might be one of those guys that if he didn't win at all, he'd say, okay, I can come back and be a Michigan captain. Let's run this thing back. I'll get as many guys back with me as I can, and we'll try one more time to win a national championship. But when you win it all, Bill, what better time than to leave, to leave right? It's just perfect, and you can't write a better story. So Trent A. Jones has been here for five years. He's leaving at tackle. Uh, Carson Barnhart, same thing. Uh, a lot of these guys are 23, 20, some, some are 24 years old, and it's time for them to move on to their next chapters. I, I thought a guy like Junior Colson might stay, but he's graded out really, really well, and he's going to run like crazy at the combine. He's going to improve his stock. There's not one guy that I look at and say, okay, uh, this guy really needed to come back. So uh, Drake Nugent is, you know, at, at center, could have come back for another year because of the COVID thing, but he's an older guy too, and Um, I just think they all feel together that they've accomplished their mission and they want to go out together, a lot of them. So whichever guys that could get back was a good thing. Uh, Makari Page, I don't think he's announced yet it's Michigan safety, but has told the coaches that he's coming back too, in addition to Rod Moore. So um, there is a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of talent on that football team, especially defensively. And you've got a bunch of good young offensive linemen, Bill, that have been waiting their turn that I think are going to shine under Sharon Moore in this offense. So the offense, though, the key is, and there are a lot of names being floated out there, transfer portal, top shelf QB, who's on that short list that could replace J.J. this fall at Michigan? Yeah, there aren't many, uh, and that's the thing. You know, Everybody's looking at uh, Talio Tangabaiola from Maryland, who's been around forever as well, and he's trying to get a waiver to play one more year, and I think Michigan has an eye on him as well. But you got to remember, this is not a pass-happy happy offense, and everybody's saying, well, they need a gunslinger out there. Well, they really don't. What they want to do is run the ball down your throat, and, uh, you know, if it's Alex Orgy and he improves enough as a passer where he, you can use him as a runner and a, a thrower uh, to some extent, then uh, maybe it's him. Uh, and you run behind an offensive line that's going to be revamped but has a bunch of guys that were top 100 recruits, Bill. Uh, Gio Elhadi is going to be the next great Michigan guard. He's been waiting his turn for years, and uh, they love they love him. They think he's going to be outstanding. Uh, you look at a guy like uh, Jeff Percy, who's been around for a long time, another four-star kid. All of them are four-star talents. Andrew Gentry was a top 65 kid overall, not at, just as a, as a position, but when he transferred from Virginia. So uh, there is a lot of talent there. It's just a matter of getting them to gel. So uh, that's where they are. Uh, maybe get a receiver in the portal if they can get a big one because they've got some young guys like Tyler Morris and Samaj Morgan that are the speedsters but aren't really the, the deep threat type of guys as a, a big, tall, strong receiver. So you'll probably look for them to uh, to look for a guy like that as well. But you got Colston Loveland coming back. So lots of talent there. We'll see what direction they go. And it's going to be interesting with the expansion of the college football playoff this December, Chris, that the pressure on college coaches, I think, is going to be alleviated because now instead of having to be within the top four, 
if you go nine and three and make the college football playoff, that's going to be a successful season for most programs. It is. And for some that may be underachieved, if you're nine and three at Ohio State, for example, and you make the final four or the final two, then uh, you kind of basically redeem yourself, right? Because that's the expectation at Ohio State. So, um, you know, I, it's one of those things where we've seen teams like Iowa, granted, it was in the crappy Big Ten West. You know, win 10 games on defense alone. Uh, everybody's saying, well, Michigan's de- offense is going to be absolutely crappy because of all the players they lost. And again, I don't buy that. So, uh, and there's culture involved here, too. When you've got the culture in that program, I guess a lot of these kids that are, you know, Jack Tuttle's coming back, it looks like, Indiana quarterback, but a lot of them texted their coaches after J.J. McCarthy said he was leaving, and they said, look, I, you know, we know you're going to go to the portal to look, but don't count us out, man. We are already working our butts off to be the next guy, and we understand what that entails and the culture here at Michigan. So uh, we've seen it in the past many times from many Michigan teams that had the great culture in the 80s and 90s that the expectation just doesn't change just because you lose players, and I think that's the case again. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line discussing Harbaugh, who's interviewing with the Chargers. I would think on how comfortable he seemed, this is even before they won the national championship, and that the Chargers didn't have a lot of names connected to their jobs. And when that story broke that the GM candidates all have connections to Harbaugh, I I really wonder if this was a deal that is already set up and they got to just go through their interview process per the Rooney rule and everything according to NFL protocol if Harbaugh isn't set up to be that guy with the Chargers. Yeah, and it seems certainly seems like he was filibustering right on the contract, and uh, people on the other side of it say, you know, he was we've given him everything he wants, and basically the terms keep changing. Well, why would he do that? You know, and part of it is because of the obvious. The elephant in the room is he wants to coach in the NFL, and I think that's been the case. And I think he would tell you that he's glad it didn't work out at Minnesota. Obviously, with the way things worked out at Michigan, now he's a national champion. He leaves here a god a football god, no matter what happens, and uh, people aren't going to begrudge him the opportunity to go and chase his dream, right? So, and he, and he hired a, an agent, and Don Yee, who has NFL ties, and when he did that, that was an eye-opener for me, and of course, we were the first ones to report that several weeks ago before the, the ESPN guys and everything else, and that was an eye-opener. And like, okay, he's serious this time about doing this the right way because there were so many leaks, Bill, the first couple of times, especially with the Vikings. And I think he was probably a little embarrassed. I'm not speaking for him, but the way that played out, thinking that he was going up there and and had the job, and then the interview didn't go as planned. So uh, it's been closer to the vest, and he's got guys working behind the scenes for him now, which is the way you should do it. Yeah, he's, He's got ties to the NFL, and he, of course, has been working on a contract for Harbaugh at Michigan, too. But overall, it's going to be eventually going to be what Jim Harbaugh wants. And if it's the, you know, what if they come in $5 million a year less? Because they've been known to do that. This is not a spendthrift organization. Then maybe Harbaugh says, no, you know, I'm going to be making $11 million and I love it in Ann Arbor and I love Michigan and I love being next to my parents. My family loves it here. So we'll just see how it plays out. And I think another thing that a lot of people haven't talked about how many current Michigan assistants would go with Harbaugh to whatever NFL destination he chose to accept. Yeah, and a big one would be Ben Herbert, who we've heard a couple of times now. Was, he was going to go to Minnesota with him, and he's the strength coach. And he is really one of the backbones of your program, right? The strength coach. So and the kids love him, and the, 
the really the culture that he's helped create has been outstanding. So we think he would probably go. Um, again, he's got a huge buyout. He's making a million dollars a year here. So uh, the Chargers going to be willing to spend that kind of money. Uh, that's a big question. Um, and so these are probably things that Jim Harbaugh is talking about right now with the Chargers to see if it's viable. But again, these are things that have probably have probably already been talked about with his agent as well, and he's there. So he's uh, he's there interviewing. So another guy I would imagine Jay Harbaugh would go with him, Jesse Minter, uh, who is just a fantastic guy in addition to coordinator, I think is looking for an NFL job. In fact, I know that he's very interested in that. And wouldn't surprise at all if he went with Jim Harbaugh. And Grant Newsom is a guy that I could see going either way. Last time he was going to go to Minnesota. This time he could be the offensive line coach at Michigan for Sharon Moore, which is something that he's been looking for to be the uh, the offensive line coach. He's now the tight ends coach. So those are guys that I would watch. I would think uh, Mike Elston, Steve Klinkscale, Ron Bellamy, maybe Mike Hart would be back with more, but you know, filling those spots. Uh, to me, I'm out going out, and the first thing I'm doing, if this happens, if I'm Sharon Moore and I'm the head coach, I'm looking for a D.C. with Baltimore Ravens ties and asking Jim to help me bring somebody back from the Ravens that maybe John is uh, the next guy in line. You know, you look at Mike McDonald, who's now interviewing for several NFL jobs, including the Chargers job that Harbaugh interviewed for, is interviewing for, and Jesse Minner. And I would go right back to that well and say, let's keep this thing going. Chris Ballas from Wolverine.com talking about Harbaugh, the players leaving. I mean, Chris, it all sets up. You have the parade, then you have the day Sunday on all the players announcing thank you, and most of them expected. J.J. was maybe on the fence, but he's gone. And then you get Harbaugh in the news that he's interviewing today. It seems really set up on how this offseason was going to end. Also, yesterday with the news, Possibly that Harbaugh's leaving, J.J., all those stud players are leaving. Ohio State had a parade through Columbus uh, just to celebrate <laughs> celebrate the Wolverines, uh, possibly losing their head coach and losing J.J. and a lot of talent. And they lose their third straight game to Michigan in basketball, too. So uh, Yeah, that, I was going to mention that. I saw your uh, tweet. Yeah, they had yeah. the MLK Day game, and that was a mild surprise seeing Michigan post that W in hoops. Yeah, Ohio State's not great, but you know when Michigan plays that hard and they play better defensively like they did, and then they're going to win some basketball games. They have some talent. Uh, they should be playing. They should be better than they are. And uh, so, but they shot the ball well, and they, they rebounded. They defended better than they have. And uh, of course, they were up by twelve, and then decided, you know, a bunch of guys decided to go to the kitchen and make a sandwich and give up a sixteen to nothing run again, like they always do. These guys are allergic to success. Every time they get up between 7 to 10 mm. points, it seems like that lead just disappears. But yeah. give them credit for finishing this one. Uh, they needed that one badly. Of course, none of it matters if they don't continue to do this because they dug themselves such a big hole. But it was good to see them get a win, especially against a rival. Well, and again, I'm, I'm going to throw in player performance, but also coaching at the end of games. And they found a way to get past it today, and they win 73-65. And... When you're looking at this team, I'm just telling you that I have to ask you this question, and and sure. maybe you can explain it to me about uh, McDaniel. So he's not studying, so he's not going on road games, but he's playing at home. You see the difference it makes having him in the lineup. That, that's a strange suspension I've never seen. You know what I mean? I haven't either. I don't understand. Weird. It. Now, there's a lot. There's a lot I don't understand here, and I'm really glad they got the win today because they needed it. Because I think it was yep. 
piling up on Howard, and it still is, and there's still a lot of basketball left for Howard and the Wolverines to save the season or for a lot of questions to be answered at the end of the season. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, the Fab Five guys were there, Weber and those guys, and it was interesting listening in the on the TV broadcast, too, when Jalen Rose started talking about how it was Ward, he called him Ward Emanuel. It's actually Ward Emanuel, your AD there, Jalen. And then uh, how how he and Juwan were the ones that really welcomed them back. When John Beeline spent the better part of 15, 12 years trying to get those guys back, and he honored Jalen Rose on Jalen Rose Day in 2008, and they brought three of them back, and 2010, it's like uh, that was a slap in the face to John Beeline, and I'd really like Jalen Rose to acknowledge the fact here that, that the things that John Beeline did for this program. You got this guy kissing Juwan Howard's butt because he's a friend of his, but uh, acting like John Beeline was some kind of a detriment to them or to anything to do with Michigan basketball when all he did was win and win with integrity pisses me off. So I uh, just needed to get that out there. After I heard that, I thought that was ridiculous. You and I, you know as well as I do what kind of a guy John Beeline is and what he's done for that program. So uh, that might be a column of mine here in the co- next couple, couple of days. And it's an opinion that I totally agree with. And I thought what was really cool during that 16-0 Ohio State run, the ceremonial timeout, that uh, Chris Weber called when Michigan didn't have any timeouts. That led to four of those 16 points. <laughs> oh, God. It's still too soon. I still remember it's that. It's like too it soon. Yesterday. Yeah, with their celebrating. Yeah, Beeline yeah. did everything. He, he, matter of fact, Beeline, how do you how do you say this? Nothing against Fisher, Johnny Orr, old school. Beeline, yeah. when you look at what he did for players, Poole and Burke and Robinson and just what he was able to accomplish – with Spike and stuff. He's a great coach. And, you know, Fab Five are the Fab Five. I enjoyed the era. Jalen Rose, I was glad they took him off of TV. That talk show with the other guy was brutal. And uh, Rose's star is kind of diminishing right now in terms of the media because he's a hack. Well, I don't know. I, I You know what? I never listened to him. I did, and I'm you. telling you, I'm giving yeah. you my opinion. Yeah. Well, there you You're going to trash Beeline, you're trashing right? family with me, okay? Yeah, and I agree with that. And I can tell you personally after Jalen could trash Superfly, but you're not going to trash Beeline. <laughs> I have a line. Superfly. Nobody's trashing Superfly on my watch, brother. You know Doug how much Skeen I love was that guy. yesterday on the text saying that was he? Yeah, saying that Red called him Don when he called. Is this Don Skeen? Did he really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, never mind, Fly. I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I'm not defending you anymore. Okay, well, Chris, man, I'm sorry this week you guys don't get another destination you can go to after the Rose Bowl in Houston. You got to, you know, just have a normal week there at thewolverine.com. I was about ready to explode with all the food they threw at us, so I need this couple of weeks to detox, Bill. But life is good, man. National champs, and uh, we'll have a special edition coming out in magazines, so go to thewolverineonline.com to order. Uh, can't wait till to get you a copy, brother. Another magazine for you guys to put together. That should put you in a real stable emotional mood. <laughs> well, my golf game will suck even worse. All right, we love it, Chris. Put it that way. All Thanks, right. Billy. Take there care. he is, Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com, checking in from Ann Arbor.